Hamas is not okay. a terrorist group. Hamas is not a terrorist group. It is a resistance that has been fuming for 75 years of colonialism, of occupation, of murder. Everything that they do is justified. Including what happened last week? Every single thing they have done is justified. All right, 11.06 on this uh, Monday. Special, yeah. Very special she is. Um, But, you know, when you say stuff like this, begs the question, where does free speech end and hate speech begin? And um, in France, they have outright banned Palestinian uh, protests. It's become a massive issue, a lot of violence. So they've banned them. Didn't stop protests from taking part this weekend, but they were certainly smaller than they were expected to be. You know, but we have a charter in this country. And it protects us uh, to say ugly things. But we also have hate speech and hate crime laws in this country. And so when does free speech turn to hate speech? And at what point do you stop it? I think this is the gray area we head into. But with the United States upping its terror level and saying that they have received threats locally, what are those in charge going to do? When are those in charge going to show up and say something? That's another another issue. Uh, Dr. Michael Campa, criminologist focused on the politics of security, public safety, and policing, and associate professor over at the University of Ottawa. You certainly were talking about this this weekend. Good to have you. Thank you. What do you think about that? Um, where does free speech end and hate speech start? Well, the letter of the law is very clear, but the application of the law gets very fuzzy, and we're very out of practice in applying it. <laughs> which leads yeah. to all of the types of delays and, and outrage that we're seeing at the moment. So look, very simply, if you willfully promote hatred through speech in a public place, uh, you are guilty of, of committing an indictable offense. But it's not just sort of any mild statement or quiet statement. It has to be the type of statement that is either loud enough or influential enough that it would likely lead to a breach of the peace. So what that would basically mean is if I went out in front of my house and uh, said something hateful to nobody in particular um, about a particular group of people, that's not nice, but it would be unlikely to lead to a breach of the peace. If I went down to a demonstration and started yelling inflammatory rhetoric, probably for the purposes of getting people going and violent and so forth, that's likely to lead to that breach of the peace, and that's where it becomes an indictable offense. But it's hard because a lot of times hate speech is nuanced, you know, like um, inf- like uh, interference, like what China does, what other countries do. It's always very nuanced. You know, it's like, oh, what do you think? How is your father doing in China? Would be ashamed to see something happen. So it can be very hard to prove. In this case, you know, it's not the Nazi flag. And I say that it's not the Nazi flag, let's say, that a Jew will, will zero in on and, and be maybe panicky about. But they certainly will not be comfortable with, you know, the chants and the songs, you know, from you know, land to the sea, Israel or Palestine will be free. Those kinds of chants, they are anti-Semitic because you're, or the destroy of Israel because you're asking and you're saying, we want Jews gone, like dead, go, because we want that land. So it's very, if you don't and aren't familiar with it, and I don't think a lot of people are, you wouldn't see it. You wouldn't hear it. Well, that's true. So you have to be familiar with it. And then you have to say the, the police and crown should bring forward investigation and charges where they hear Mm. anti-Semitic chants. But then the Crown will say, what's the likelihood of us getting a conviction here? So if somebody chants from the river to the sea, Palestine shall be free, 
we all, some of us know that there's a the, the mm-hmm. meaning there. The connotation is to wipe out the Jewish state in between the Jordan River, on the West Bank, and the Gaza Strip on the sea. Some people will say, I had no idea of what that means. I yeah. thought it just sort of sounded punchy and rhymed and meant for uh, Palestinian rights or free, free Palestinian two-state solution. So a defense lawyer would certainly argue that in court, which might make a Crown prosecutor sort of wary of the utility of bringing forward a prosecution. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, because your uh, your version and my version may not quite be the same, right? And you could easily say, well, I just didn't know, um, which makes it so tough. And so essentially, there's not really anything on the books, I would think, that can actually, I, I it's a very hard charge to prove. And so when you see the um, images, whether it's Montreal, whether it's Mississauga, or in Toronto, where we're seeing these rallies, and then you look at Europe, and you think, oh, God, they could get bigger. What's the balance? Like, yes, people should go out and protest. I prefer my hate right out in front of the open so that I can see where it is and I can avoid it. But it only takes one moron in a crowd. Um, and certainly, you know, when we talked during the whole trucking thing, they were very aggressive going after the truckers, you know, so to speak. I don't, you know, if you're Jewish, you're not seeing these these protests as, as a small thing. Well, they're not small. And you're right about the idea that it's good to, it's better to have the hate come out in the open where people can see it and challenge it. Mm-hmm. So just for example, if somebody wants to yell that slogan about um, the river to the sea and they don't know what it means, well, right. the fact that there's an outrage now, hopefully more people will come to understand the connotation of that phrase and stop using it. Now, we sort of look like we have a society at the moment and a security system that can handle the scope of the protests and counter rallies <laughs> that have come up at the moment. And people mm-hmm. say, well, why don't we crack down like France has and completely shut down all uh, pro-Palestinian rallies and so make forth it worse. for the foreseeable yeah. future? Well, the, the simple answer to that is we're not in France's position. We don't have uh, the largest Jewish population in Europe or, or the third largest in the world, as France does, and the largest Muslim population in Europe, where these things could become a powder keg very quickly. Mm-hmm. So at first, we allow it and we try to manage it. But the thing is, the police have an obligation to keep a protest legal, which yeah. is to say they must go after individuals within a crowd who are committing the crimes. So if there is somebody well, yelling hate speech or uh, advocating genocide, they must be investigated, arrested, and charged. The police have a duty to return a protest back to legal status. Yeah, but, you know, we've got Taliban flags flying out there. There are Hezbollah flags flying around. I mean, I, I'm not sure if these people are completely ignorant or just I don't know if they don't know what they don't know. Or, you know, but th- those signs, you know, for to see them in Canadian streets that you're celebrating terror, I mean, or even... um you know, the new thing is, Michael, that they're putting this logo of the paragliders, you know, symbolic yeah. of what happened at that. I mean, again, I know who to stay away from, but um, what is the balance? And for me, it's leadership. I, I don't think you shut these things down, but I certainly would like to see more leadership from those who constantly tell us at the political level we don't have room for hate. Uh, clearly, we do. <laughs> well, and that's been my critique of, of yeah. political leadership and government who've made sort of blank and statement saying, well, it's awful that people would celebrate the death of Israelis 
and this is not the time for these forms of rallies. But then my problem is they're not being specific to condemn particular actions to help clarify for people where they're getting into hate speech. So it would be very mm -hmm. valuable, for example, to have the prime minister and political party leadership issue a joint statement yeah. saying things like ISIS flags are simply not acceptable. Yeah. You cannot uh, wave any form of either Nazi or anti-Semitic or anti-generally Islamic uh, slogans or symbols in public. It won't be tolerated. Um, but if you are there for advocating for uh, a secure Israeli state or in general terms for the rights of Palestinians, uh, you know, that is, uh, that is your choice, but we will not tolerate these specific expressions because they veer into hate crime. So public education on what the slogans even mean by joint statements yeah. from political leadership, it's the time for that. Yeah. I mean, look, the United States and, and Joe Biden on 60 Minutes last night said that they are increasing their terror level. They're getting domestic threats. I assume, Michael, that they're watching for that here. Uh, it seems like we're heading back to those days in 9-11. So if they set the message and set it regularly, uh, it would, I think, go a long way because there's a real tension. There's a real fear in the Jewish community. There's a real tension. And I think the more you see images of Palestinian women and children being killed, which Hamas is so good at doing, it's just, I think, you know, we really need leadership at this point. Well, that, that is absolutely yeah. the case. And frankly, what uh, Hamas and other Islamic supremacist organizations that want essentially a, a, a global uh, Islamic polity like Hezbollah or the state of Iran, that is what they want. They would like very much to have an overreaction throughout the West yeah. where we're pitted against one another. And, mm -hmm. and talking at, at cross-purposes and harming each other. That is the purpose of calling for a day of rage, is the hope that we'll have a, a, a discommensurate response in our societies where we don't follow our own laws, and we're out of practice with enforcing the laws that we do have. Yeah. Stay tuned. I'm sure we'll talk again. This is only the beginning. Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. Appreciate it very much. Thank you kindly. That is uh, Michael Kampa, a criminologist and uh, someone who knows all about public safety and, you know, the politics of security.